Hey toy family, welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And where the hell is George? I don't know. We haven't heard from him. He did say he was, uh, what, moving his studio? Yeah, yeah. I, he mentioned something about that, but he hasn't been responding to texts for a while now, so maybe he's either busy or just his phone went dead or something, so we'll we'll carry on without him. Or maybe all those burned bridges, he just can't find his way back to the show. I think maybe he's uh he's finally having his share of trouble like me. Maybe his neighbor needed assistance. Oh god. His <laughs> his not. power went out or <laughs> Well let's hope it's none of that. Let's hope George is okay. It's not like him to not respond to text, especially on record night, but I'm sure he's busy. But I don't know. To be honest, Gary, whew. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> You work for one of those kind of crappy companies that like to slam everyone at the end of the year. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they have like extra budget left over, but they know everyone's taking vacation time and going on holiday. And yet that's when they really ramp up and they just slam. And the people who are still at work have to carry the workload of like an entire team of people all by themselves. That sounds like you. Yes. It's been, it's been rough. They haven't exactly made it a... A light transition into the holidays it's been rough and like right after getting back from decon honestly and after thanksgiving it's been nuts so i've just been slammed but the cherry on the top gary <sighs> so it's been bad enough but today i was walking up into my building on these concrete steps and it's cold so i'm wearing a winter coat and i got my hands in my pockets and i freaking tripped and I couldn't get my hands out. So oh, I did no. this, like, sloppy fish fall. <laughs> oh, yeah, you felt like a sack <laughs> of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, like a floppy fish or a potato sack. I'm like, got my hand stuck in my, it's like, slow-mo. I'm, like, trying to get my hands out, and I can't, and I fall oh. forward, slam my knees into the concrete, and people were with me, and I had, like, secondhand <laughs> and firsthand embarrassment. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And, of course, like, I'm laughing it off because, like, I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> right. But now the old lady in you is probably all sore and stuff. Oh, my God. My knees kill. And, like, in the moment, they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, oh, yeah. Concrete's <laughs> a lot harder in cold weather, too. It is. So, yeah, I'm just, you know. I got in a car accident last week and my back's been sore all week. I, have you figured all that out? Because I know it wasn't your fault. Are you getting uh, it fixed and all that? You know, dealing with insurance is never fun. I, I called her insurance company and just waiting for them to return the phone call. But for oh, listeners, I'm fine. It was I was making a left-hand turn on a green arrow, and a, a lady ran a red light and slammed right into broadsided me on the passenger side door. And uh, when she hit me, like, she's right there. Like, all I do is look to my right, and I could see her in the, in the <laughs> windshield. And she's just, like, completely shocked by it. You know, head on her hands, just like, oh, my God, I had no idea that was a red light. Like, she was either on her phone or just had a lot going on. But so, you know, I just directed her to, hey, just pull over. And we pulled over and she got out of the car. And, you know, I, I could tell she was distraught. So I just kind of, like, gave her a hug, let her know everything's okay because it's just an accident. You know, we both, if you can survive a, a red light runner, consider yourself lucky. And that's kind of how I saw it. Plus, I just dropped off my kids at school. So I saw it as like, holy crap, that was close. Like it could have been much worse than it was. So I was actually in a good mood about it. I hugged her and she was really good about it. So, so yeah, everything's, uh, we'll see. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably hear back and we'll get things fixed. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad your kids weren't in the car. That would have been scary. Oh yeah. Not that it wasn't scary in general. Yeah. But anyways, this is not the 
bitch and moan about our body aches podcast. This is the Marshamp Toy Hour. So I'm here ready to talk about toys. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, okay. I'm glad you're okay, Gary. But yes, toys. I'm ready. So I'm going to get the Christmas music pumping in the background. I just lit the fireplace. You can probably hear it crackling. I'm in my Christmas PJs. You're probably in your Christmas PJs. I got a cup of hot cocoa here with some marshmallows. And Teresa, I just texted horrible, adorable since George isn't coming. I just wanted to see if they wanted to do an impromptu join. And they said yes. But uh, So they'll be joining in a little bit. But otherwise, let's start just talking about, let's just wrap up the year, like big moments that happened, predictions for next year, and stuff like that. So we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Horrible Adorables went out to, we went out to dinner, and they showed up with a case of Jankies, and they punked us. They got us good. They turned out the case was empty. But now we're starting to see a lot of people receiving cases in the mail. They're doing reveals and openings on Instagram. And you're one of the lucky few, Teresa, that received a case. I think it was for all your referrals uh, using your referral link. And so you decided to do a live unboxing of the case. And so let's talk about that first. Yeah, so I did do my very first live Instagram video. It was an interesting experience. <laughs> I watched some of it, and it went uh, – it was long, but thorough. You did a good job. Oh, goodness. Well, I, I didn't really mean to go super long. I still had fun with it, but <laughs> I have learned that apparently there is a one-hour limit on live Instagram videos because all of a sudden there was this, like, alert that showed up on my screen. It was like, your live video will end in, like, a countdown show. And it was like, 26, 25, 24. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to shut my video <laughs> off. So this case that you received, this was actually not what you ordered in the Kickstarter campaign. This is what you received for all the referrals that you sent to them. Yes. Which is a really cool part about the campaign that they allow people to have referrals for extra rewards and an affiliate program and all that sort of stuff. That's really cool that you received that. And so up until this point, we had only seen 3D renders. And then when you opened up the case, what did you think? Did you, how was the quality? Did it meet your expectations? Uh, it was good. I mean, their quality is really good. They are really crisp. The pad printing quality on them is really sharp. And the, um, like... There aren't weird overlaps or like bleeds. Like, you know how sometimes when there's colors overlaid, you can kind of see the color behind it shining yep. through the color on top and all that. Yep. Like, none of that. None nice. of that across. And I mean, they're not like, you're never going to have 100% perfection. Like, in this, you know, in a few places, it's a little, you know, lines aren't 100% crisp, but overall, they've done a killer job. So I was very happy across the board, across all the designs, honestly, with the the way it was done. And like I said, the overlaps and all that look seamless. I didn't open a single one and look at it and go, oh, like, that's weird. Like, that looks like it was misprinted. None of that. So yeah. overall, I was really, really happy. Your, ca um, your case, it seemed like you got almost a complete set. Oh, my gosh, yes. So on the box are four chases. So like four, you know, shadow pictures. You don't know what they are. And I ended up pulling every single one, and one was marked as a one of 240. Wow. So that was crazy to me. I couldn't believe that. And the only one I didn't pull was the Junko Mizuno. And after the fact, I actually found out that there is hidden chases, apparently, in the set. So after I shared, like a few people reached out, and someone told me that there is a secret chase that's not on the box. There's actually a white Junko Junkie. Hmm. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one. So it's, it's the same design as the purple and black one, but it's almost like a reverse. So it's a white base and then kind of like a blue, but nice. it's really nice. And, and 
apparently they're doing like super secret hidden stuff. So yeah, because when I when I think about like all these extra chases and the hidden stuff that you're talking about, is that what kind of filled in for the missing Jason Lamone and the Dolly Oblong in the series? Because it doesn't seem to me that those were actually replaced with new designs. So maybe they just did more colorways. That's what I'm thinking. I can't really remember what they promoted on the Kickstarter chase wise, but it seems like there's quite a few chases. So that's kind of my, my thought. Cause looking through the series, I don't think there are any new designs. And from so what either. you saw that none of them looked like a design we hadn't seen. Right. Not that, not that I remember. No. Yeah. So I know people will slowly start getting them. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any other designs like the white Junko that pop up. Um, knowing super plastic, I could see them doing that, having some super secret, limited, rare, special goodies. So now I know you're an accessory gal. What'd you think of the accessories? Yeah. So that was, I think one area where I was like, I liked them. Like I think the accessories themselves and the concepts for them were good, but I think the execution probably could have been done better. I will tell you that. For me, based on some of the renderings, I didn't realize that some of the pieces of some of the jankies were going to be plug-in accessories. So, like, for example, the beetle horn on ta- the Tato piece or, like, the tail on two bits. Like, there's certain pieces that you have to plug in. Does that make sense? No, that makes absolute sense. And I th- I'm sure that just comes down to manufacturing, whether they wanted to actually do an entire new head sculpt or a body sculpt. Like doing it accessory wise in some cases is just cheaper. Yeah, I mean, now it makes sense, but I don't know why. I, I think from-, from seeing how much they were willing to deviate, like with the Dalek and uh, Camilla. Oh, the right. Okay. Of- I, I see what you're you know saying. what I mean? Like yeah. they-, they did so much variation that I think because of that, I was like, oh, okay, they're just going to like go crazy and like make these all as sculpts. Yeah. I mean, another reason could be that generally blind boxes all share a standard box. There's no box bigger than another. And so right. a lot of times when the figure's tall or wider than each other, they have to make the accessories plug-in style just to fit into it. And sometimes the engineering that goes into how to actually make some of these extravagant toys fit into that standard box, sometimes that's the most impressive part of the series. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. But yeah, and back to just accessories in general. I think they could have been executed better. And the hat on two bits, I think, is probably one of the ones that disappointed me just because the way they did it is it's two-piece and it's plastic. And I don't know, maybe it's not actual plastic, but it's plastic-like. And it's got connectors. So you're meant to kind of place it, one on the front, one on the back of the ears and kind of connect it in the middle. And... The connectors were, I was struggling a little bit to put them together, but I think the biggest thing for me was the plastic against the figure and me trying to get these things to connect. I felt like I was scratching the poor piece to death and it was stressing me out because like, I don't want to sit and like ding and mark up. Did you have to do it on the figure? Could you snap it together and then, then place it on? Uh, okay. Hold on really, really quick. Let me play with it. Nope. You can't. The way that the ears point outwards, you have to assemble it on top of the janky. Uh, well, that's, that and explains the, it then, yeah. I get it, but like maybe a rubbery piece that was flexible or I don't know. I get kind of why they had to do it, but for me, especially with the tubits having that nice gradient, I just it stresses me. And like I'm sitting here right now and I still can't get the seams to sit like fully closed. <laughs> so. Keep in mind, these are small... Ten, twelve dollar toys. They're not going to be perfect. There's going to be sacrifices oh, no. made because that that two bits came with 
a hat, a bird on the ear, a tail, and a cigar. So, And a bat. And a bat. Oh, and yeah, you're right, and a bat. It's really a nitpick. I mean, this is just voicing some thoughts. But the accessory of the two bits were super fun because some are teeny tiny, like the little bird and cigar. But, I mean, other accessories, like the Dalek has like a hammer and uh, Skets has a chainsaw. Like all of those fit fine. Did you take off the shoes? I heard the shoes were interchangeable. Was that easy to do? Yes, that's actually that's actually really fun. Um, it was a little hard for me to pull them off, mostly because I'm scared to death of breaking them. But it does help to warm them up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the the shoes pop up, and once you kind of understand that, you put a little oomph behind it, and you can pop them off, and they're all interchangeable. So a fun little thing one thing i like from you when you were, i was watching your live box opening it also includes a sticker on the inside but the sticker didn't match the figure and i think you know you would kind of expect it to but i actually like that it didn't it's almost like you get two surprises in one box i kind of like that uh, i don't mind the mixed sticker the only thing that i don't like is that they didn't make a sticker of every character well how do you know so, they didn't well, I mean, I guess you can't 100% know, but from the case I pulled, it was a lot of repeats. Oh, really? Okay. So, for all I know, the whole sticker thing could be a rarity thing in of itself. Maybe there are some. Could be. I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, but yeah, that was a fun little thing that I didn't expect to be in there. And I don't know. Overall, I think it's a fun series. I think they did a good job. And I, now that I've seen product in hand, like I, said, I am, I am excited for you and George to get yours and everyone else as well, so I can hear what other people think. But now that I've seen their quality, I feel a little le- like Super Plastic has been doing the whole pre-order system and order off renderings. Now that I've seen their stuff, I think like I'd feel comfortable if they were to post something for pre-order that really spoke to me. Like I wouldn't stress about ordering off of a rendering. Yeah. And I didn't think anyone would with it being Huck and Paul Budnitz. They have pretty high standards as far as quality control and all that sort of thing. So it doesn't surprise me that the quality was good. I actually anticipate it was going to be good. So I've always felt that pre-ordering from them was going to be really not a risk at all. But it is finally nice to be able to see an actual toy in hand. And I'm looking forward to receiving my case. I would yeah. say that the one thing that did surprise me is how these are arriving in people's homes. And what may, people may not know, in order to get these in people's hands in time for Christmas or by the end of the year, what they've decided to do, rather than wait for a cargo ship to bring them to the States, you know, five to six weeks travel time, the orders are being shipped directly from the factory in Hong Kong. And from some photos I've seen, the cases are just shipped as a case. They're not put in in another box and then protective layering around the case. They're just shipped directly as the case, like shipping labels placed right on the case and then shipped out that way. Did yours arrive that way? Yeah, mine didn't have shrink wrap around it. So the label was put on shrink wrap okay. that I was able to pull off. But yeah, it, it was a little weird to not see it shipped in like the box in a shipping box. So, like, my my case did get beat up. Like, there's a corner on the case, and honestly, when I got it, I was like, oh, I hope it didn't hurt any of the toys. It dinged up a box, but everything inside was good. So that that is a little weird that they're doing that, especially since you'd think they'd want to make good appearance, right? Like, show that they care about their toy shipping okay? Yeah. Yeah, they've done so many things so well, so perfect, great promoting great marketing just the quality of stuff looks great and then this happens and i think to a lot of people it's going to appear as if they try to cut corners on shipping costs or something like that and that's not the greatest first impression or precedent to set especially 
you know, people are going to be skeptical ordering from them maybe in the future because of that. But maybe that was just the case with this stuff being shipped directly from Hong Kong or the referrers cases or something like that. You know, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it was surprising. Yeah. Because, you know, collectors are just notoriously picky with that with things. And Super Plastic knows that. They're familiar with that. They know they're going to hear from people if there's any dents to any of their cases. Because people like to resell the dupes and all that sort of stuff. So I ordered the uh, three individual pieces with the larger Pete Fowler piece. So I imagine they're going to combine that in one box. I have seen some come in boxes, Gary. Like shipper boxes when it went into like single boxes or whatever so i hope that they're doing that for you but the whole multiple shipment thing that's a that's another thing that's been a little weird and i think unfortunate for people outside of the u.s you and i we don't have to stress about custom charges or anything like my like you said i got my referral stuff but i'm still waiting on what i actually backed so i still have a few more jankies and my bunny slippers to come and all that but i know people in the uk because they're doing separate shipments and they get hit with custom fees, they're getting hit multiple times. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's because there's a super plastic group that started on Facebook. If anyone's interested, it's called Super Plastic Marketplace. But yeah, people will be posting and saying, oh, I got this, but I got hit with XX custom fees and I still have X to come. It's just a big bummer that, that they're having to deal with that. So. Yeah, that would suck to get double hit on custom fees. I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but we all know it's not cost-effective to send multiple you know, packages to the same addressee. So it probably has to do with logistics of managing the referrers from the backers or something like that. I'm sure there's a good reason for it. It just sucks that it's happening. It's one thing that's been a little weird, but overall, it's it, it's been fun. I'm excited to have gotten them, and I'm excited to see uh, what you and George think. So we'll have to talk about that in the near. Hopefully, you'll have them. But... We'll have them. I got the tracking number. I, I'll have re- I should receive them soon. But let's move on. What else should we talk about toy-wise? Um, you want to talk about the Unboxing Friends Blind Box series? Because those are finally, like, I think they're very close. At the time of the release of this episode, I think they released over the weekend, uh, at least on the Unbox store, and then they're going out to limited retailers after that. And I believe two of our sponsors, My Plastic Heart and Stream Chat Toys, are going to be having them. And I think it's the first time they've done wholesale, because this, to my, I mean, maybe I'm getting that wrong, but I think this is the first time you'll be able to buy Unbox goods outside of Unbox. I think I remember him saying something about that when he was on, too. Yeah. Yeah. But... Did you hear about the really cool thing they're doing with the tokens? I did. I mean, I read about it, and I was going to ask if you maybe talked to Dan about it while you were at DesignerCon to like to shed more light on it, because I'm a little confused on it. From my understanding, it sounds like they're going to be randomly inserted into certain boxes, more like a golden ticket style, and those can be redeemed for exclusive unboxed toys when they attend events. Is that my, your understanding of it? Yeah, and you know, Dan and I didn't actually did not have a chance to really dig into the token piece i didn't realize that they were randomly inserted though i think in my head i was thinking everyone got them i didn't realize it was like a blind and a blind like a golden ticket kind of thing well that's what i'm unsure about because the wording was a little bit confusing i think it did mention something about a token being inside every box or random or something like that but there are i did see that there are multiple color tokens so maybe they hold different values i don't know yeah, there's there's blue, orange, yellow, a gray one, and they have a number. Like one has ten on it, so I don't know if they're gonna be have different numbers and stuff. But the 
the post that they said in the text they say in each blind box you will find unboxed tokens but it sounds like the token you get will be random yeah so either way i'm with you it's i think it's a really fun concept i think it's fun to think about what exactly you'll be able to use it for my hunch is maybe it's going to be special versions of the blind box minis, maybe like a exclusive colorway or something like that, where maybe the blue token means blue colorway. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't care. It's fun. I like it when people do a little awesome. additional fun thing inside these, you know, mini blind boxes. They help sales and it makes them more fun for the collectors. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, that they kept, uh, I think, a little quiet and is starting to be revealed is not only are they going to have the base characters that they've been showing off for a while, but there's actually a chase colorway of every character in the set. Every character? I didn't know that. Okay, so they have a set of 10 characters, right? But the case is a set of 12. And I watched an unboxing video from Play Toys Forever, and what it looks like is if you buy a case, you'll get... Uh, the standard set, you'll get one of each of their base 10 characters, but the two remaining blind boxes are two of the chase colorways. There's a chase colorway for all 10. So you have a chance to get two of the 10 chases. I love that. Isn't that kind of how Thimble Apollo's been done? Exactly. Same format? Yep. Yeah. Of course, Unbox being Unbox, they are doing some super special chases. So we found out through some reveals on Facebook and Instagram that uh, along with just the like alternate chase colorways, they've got some super rares in there. So one that I saw was this really cool mashup of two different characters. It's the greeny elf character mashed up with the panda in kind of a unique colorway. So it's the elf face on the panda body. I saw that. Um, yeah, so that one's really cool. And that's apparently like a super rare chance. But then another really cool thing they're doing is you have a chance to pull a hand-painted piece by that artist. Are you serious? So, hand-painted by yeah. all the artists in the in the series? It sounds like it. So um, we can post the link, but on Unbox's Instagram, they said, like, cat's out of the bag. Surprise, you have a chance to pull a hand-painted version of a piece. And the one they had was the Zeke Dino, hand-painted by Zeke. So cow. I'm assuming, yeah, so I'm assuming there's a chance to pull like a hand-painted piece. Not, God knows how many there are. It may only be one of each or just a couple, but I'm assuming they did it for all the pieces. So that's insane. I think it's really cool. Unbox clearly knows how to make collectors happy <laughs> because it's pretty awesome the things they're, they're hiding in there. Yeah, based on what you say, for me, it's mini series of the year. It's like, just okay, just to go re-go over it. A full case gets you every standard cutaway plus two chases, but also every figure has a chase colorway plus on top of that there's mashup figures that are super rare and then on top of that you also have potential hand-painted pieces by the artists that design the figures and then on top of that randomly placed tokens that somehow have a monetary value that you can redeem at the unbox booth at future exhibitions right and like, the what else thing... haven't they thought of like that's everything you could possibly <laughs> want in a series except for the kitchen sink I know, right? Well, maybe they'll throw that in too, but... Uh... <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you get when you redeem the tokens, the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what you do. Well, that's the thing. Like, they've got these really cool tokens, and I think it's been a while, honestly, since we've seen something like that. I mean, I recall hearing about the golden tickets from the Dunny days, but 
I never was a part of that. So I think that's an awesome idea. And they've kind of said, hey, you have a chance to get these things to redeem future products at events, but they haven't really disclosed what it is yet. So more surprises to come for all we know is a kitchen sink. This is is their first miniseries. The surprise box game has been upped. And really, to me, I know we've talked about this before, blind boxes and the term surprise boxes, but I feel like what they're doing is more of a surprise box because there's so many different levels to their to their surprise box game well and it it makes you want to buy a case like i want to go out and buy a case now because i want a chance at these hidden things so yeah i mean congrats unbox it sounds like they're just knocking it out of the park with their first series they're doing everything right and it seems like they're making a lot of collectors happy but let's move on to the next one i was just scrolling through instagram and jack muramatsu of vinyl pulse i can see now that he's in hong kong he's attending the toy soul and out there and uh Teresa, they had this thing called the Pink Market. Have you seen anything about that? A Pink Market? Yeah, it seems like they're doing like almost color theming at Toy Soul. Like they're getting a bunch of producers together and doing color themed tables or just themed because there's also, I saw there's another one called Night Market where it's more dark toys or nighttime themed toys all seen, but from all different makers and producers all in one area. And I think that's really cool. I yeah. like seeing that. I, this is a fun idea. Isn't it, though? I really, oh, keep, yeah. Well, keep going. I just saw, dude, the Laboo Time Instinct toy. Wait, wow. where? And Vinyl Pulse. Oh. That's rad. It's not painted. It's just a prototype, but it looks like we're going to get a, an erosion Laboo Oh, my gosh. And he just posted that. That is sick. Mmm. I have a feeling we're going to end up seeing a bunch <laughs> you're of saying, stuff. You're saying sick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say sick. Am I not allowed to say? That is awesome. There you go. <laughs> wow. It's very cool. I'm not going to get too excited. Yeah. You can never get any of this stuff, so screw it. It's just, it just uh, it's all such good eye candy, though, and it's just one of those. T- again, you, you hear about these shows in Asia, and you're like, oh, okay. But as it gets closer, all these reveals pop up, and you're just like, God darn it, I want to be there. Like, I want to go. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. And this toy sold looks like uh, definitely one to definitely see one day. But, so I'm scrolling through the Vinyl Pulse feed, and I, God, he just posted another one. They're coming fast and hard now. But when I was going through it earlier, one that I saw earlier uh, kind of piqued my interest because Jim Woodring is, uh, looks like he has some more toys coming out. And this is, he's probably not an artist you're familiar with. He, um, he did some toys in Strange Go back in the day. And it looks like he's doing some more with a company called Press Pop. Have you ever heard of them? No, I have no idea who that is. But it's at the How To Work booth. And so Jim Woodring, he used to do toys with Strange Co. back in the day. And they were always awesome. Kind of like Dr. Seuss-ish looking. Very cool. Very whimsical. And so he's got some new vinyl toys looking to come out. And they're called Pupshaw and Pupshaw. No. This is a tongue <laughs> twister. Pupshaw and Pushpaw dolls. Soft vinyl. Yep. Two different figures. Uh, and I like them. Yeah, it's nice to see Jim Woodring doing designer toys again. It's been a long time. Yeah, he's not someone I'm familiar with. I mean, the designs are probably a, a little outside of, of my taste. But what I think is kind of cool is it looks like the characters are supposed to nestle in to each other. So, like, the shapes complement each other. And you can, like, kind of fit them together like a puzzle piece. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So, yeah, yeah cool. he, I'm not... I'm not familiar with him. I mean, there's always stuff I see, like new colorways of figures I like and all that. 
But one, speaking of causing Lung working with a million people, there was a really fun mashup revealed for Toy Soul um, with Sticky Monster Lab, where it's Laboo Sticky Monster Lab figures called Red Mon and Big Mon, and those are awesome. Did you see those? See, I disagree. I did see those, and as much as I love Laboo and Sticky Monsters, that mashup just doesn't work for me. Really? Yeah, too, really uh, too basic, too simple. Yeah, it didn't work. See, Not for me. I like the simplicity. I really like the, I don't know, I like it a lot. I like their faces. I like that on the red one, it's got the cute little ears. I like that the arms articulate. I like the simplicity. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we can agree to disagree. Agree to disagree then. But I like those a lot. No, I, th- yeah, they're just not as good as the other ones. So the, these collaborations that Costing Lung's doing with all the other artists, they go both ways. So uh, this time, the one that you're talking about, he applied it to the Sticky Monster Lab figures. and But the one I actually prefer more is where Sticky Monster Lab did their version of his character, the Zomomo. And I think that, that one I actually really like. See, I still like that one. That one's actually was, I've seen that prior to Toy Soul. Yeah, I think so too. It's just, that's the version of, of the two collaborations. That's the one I prefer the most. I gotcha. Okay, one more. There is actually another new figure that Unbox is working on um, that is releasing at Toy Soul. Have you seen the Pineapple Bun Girl? No. Okay, I'm going to send it to your Instagram DM so you can see a picture. But the artist is Helen Tam, but she's been making like her own versions of them. I think like, you know, hand cast or handmade. And um, so this is her first production version of it. But it's a super cute girl with mismatched socks sitting down. Uh, She's obviously got like a pineapple bun for a head. I think she's sipping tea or something. But super cute kind of face. It's got that like, I don't know. I like how the it's like the sleepy eye face. But it's just cute. I like it. What do you think? I I don't know, to be honest with you. It's different. I think it's cute. I, I like the idea of it. I mean, it's creative, but I think it's probably just not for me. I like it. I'm happy because uh, I don't think this artist is terribly well-known. So just like we've talked about Unbox before, I think they work with a lot of up-and-coming artists. Yep. And he, I think... he actually prefers that, so that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know, that's a fun one. Well, let's do this. Let's take a sponsor break, and then when we come back, we'll call Horrible Adorables, and we'll talk. We'll try to wrap up 2018, talk about some favorite moments and stuff. Sure. <laughs> okay, boys, Christmas is almost here, and Santa's coming to town. Are you excited? Yeah. Last night, you guys got to meet Santa and told him what you wanted. How did you know how to find the things on your wish list? Um... Uh, by remembering. By remembering. I remembering. No, you guys would like look at the Target catalogs and <laughs> look at all the toys and circle them and all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, our yeah, listeners, yeah. you know how they find the toys on their wish list? Yeah. Because they go to stores and they, they, don't just and, look and the then they, and they look look for no. toys that they want. No, they go to the toy blogs. The toy blogs are the one that do all the research and all the gathering of information and put their version of the toy catalog for our listeners. And those toy blogs are SpankySoaks.com and the Toy Chronicle. And they also use the Toy Chronicle app to also search for toys on their wish list. Now, have you guys been naughty or nice? Nice. And what have you been working on to be nice? Listening. 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 
going to bed on time. Yeah. Being respectful. Being respectful. But and being responsible and, and have fun. How about cleaning up your toys? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But I cleaned the toys up by myself and he didn't. <laughs> Come on. Toys. Okay, so when you're nice, Santa and his elves make things for you. And Santa, with the help of his reindeer, deliver them to your home. Do you think our listeners have been naughty or nice? Naughty. Yes, our listeners have definitely been naughty. They've been saying bad words. And so Santa and his elves, they still make toys for our listeners, but they don't deliver them to their homes. They get poop. They don't get poop. Santa and the elves just don't deliver to them their homes. They make them go to stores and buy the stuff themselves. Did That's what happens to the naughty kids. They have to buy their own toys. So you know what stores that they go to? No. Dot com. No. So they can go to stores like 3DRetro.com or StrangeCatToys.com or MyPlasticHeart.com. And if they live in the Burbank adjacent California area, they can visit 3D Retro and see that beautiful store at that location. Or if they go to StrangeCatToys.com, they can use promo code MARSHAM at checkout and receive 10% off their entire order. Or if they go to MyPlasticHeart.com, they can use promo code TOYFAM. And if they have an order of $75 or more and they live in the United States, they will receive free shipping on that order. All right, boys. Thank you for your help. Tell our listeners Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And be nice. Every naughty. Be nice. Naughty. Nice. Here we go. Let's add horrible adorables. Calling. We're calling. Hello? Hello, Chris. Hello. Hey, Thank Jordan. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you guys were able to join on the short notice. No, we were just uh, watching Shira. <laughs> the new, the new yeah. series on Netflix. It's yeah. really good. Is it? I it's entertaining. What's it called? It's Shira, the and the princesses of power. Teresa, do you not know who Shira is? No, like, what are you all talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, we're the same age. Come on. I know, but I'm sitting here, like, I'm sitting here going, Shira, Shira. Like, I got to Google it. How do I spell Shira? (laughs) Shira. She hyphen ra. No, I've never heard of this. It's the the girl's version of He-Man. Oh, my God. Oh, well, it's a character from 1985. I was negative two. But it's not like a, it's, she's a cult classic character, especially, you know, like women power and all that sort of stuff. It's someone you Gary, should know. It doesn't, do you not realize that I apparently live under a rock? I don't know anything. <laughs> so Chris and Jordan, this is actually our final episode. This is our final episode of season three. And we were talking about the janky series that we saw. We were talking about some, some stuff that we've seen at Toy Soul. But what we were just about to get into, actually, was just kind of wrapping up 2018 things we saw, predictions for next year and all that sort of stuff. So you guys want to join in on all that? Sure. We'll do our best. Yeah. You guys couldn't find anybody else i can't believe you're on the last episode well there was a moment that i you know post on the stomping ground like hey we're gonna be recording tonight and chris said that one time he almost just decided to do an impromptu phone call on us because he knew we would be recording so i decided to flip the tables on him and just do a spur of the moment do you guys want to join tonight sort of thing on you guys because i know you guys stay up late you don't have kids to put to bed so i figured maybe you guys might be able to join i'm glad it it worked out Yeah, we actually just finished dinner, and it's 
almost 11 here. <laughs> oh my gosh, you all. It's like bedtime. You guys must love it when you go to conventions then because then you're like on a, like everyone else's schedule. Eating yeah, dinner at 7, in bed by 10. <laughs> yeah, West Coast time is much more appropriate bedtime for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would be in like trouble if it was the other way around, though. If we lived on the West Coast and came to the East Coast and we just... Oh, yeah, we'd be up all night. Yeah. So... Are we recording right now? We are. So let's get oh. to it. So we were just <laughs> yeah, about to talk true. about moments of 2018, like favorite moments, favorite releases, favorite companies, anything that kind of stood out as a bullet point to you know kind of help better describe 2018. So did you guys uh, have any moments or favorite toys or any releases of 2018? I guess favorite release would be everything that Pucky has turned out this year has been my favorite thing. <laughs> the Force Fairies, the Christmas Fairies, the Pool Babies, like every single one of those releases. Like a hundred series this year she's done. Yeah. It's almost like, I think they could have been spread out more. It was almost a little too much. I think I would have bought more if she had spread them over like the course of like, I don't know, two years rather than just one. But I think they're all have been just so adorable. Yeah. I think I saw the Pool Babies first at the Five Points Fest. So that was June and then three or four series after that. So is this 2018 the first time she was doing mass production vinyl? Um, yeah, I mean, there was stuff coming out from Unbox, like the big fat fairies, but I believe it was all happening this year. Wow. Her stuff was great. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, all the Popmar stuff, I'm with Jordan there. It kind of came out of nowhere and then came fast and heavy, but it was all very good. Yeah, then she should definitely be in there for Breakthrough Artist or even Artist of the Year, even with all the releases she had. Yeah. I think one of my favorite toys was the Mr. Self-Indulgence. By, oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think that one is definitely going to be nominated for that's Toy for of the sure. Year. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. By Noir and produced by Martian Toys. Yeah, that was a phenomenal yeah. figure. Man, yeah. see, I, I'm glad you even mentioned that because my brain is mush, and I didn't even think about the fact that that was the share. <laughs> see, it's a good thing we added them. I know. Well, and a favorite of mine was Seedless by Shoko. Cutest thing ever. So I'm excited, and I've been picking a crap ton of those up. Have they already released them in different colors? Or I thought it was just like it just came out, or am I out of the Seedless? No. Oh, you are out of the loop, Jordan. <laughs> Here's the thing with Seedless, which I don't, I don't know how, Teresa, you're going to feel about this, but I feel that Seedless is basically just a Byron on all fours. And I don't like that there's two different names. Mm. Oh, you want like Crouching Byron? <laughs> no, Gary, you're crazy. No, to me, G Gary, you're weird. I don't know why you say that because <laughs> it's two different characters in Shoko's world. You have Byron and Seedless. Like they don't have the same thing. No, they pretty much are though. They're the no. same. Yeah. But they're both cute. They're both cute. It's the same thing with Kossing Lung and his Labubu, and now he's doing that Zamomo. Zamomo is Labubu, but for some reason he's got a different name, even though he's got more cartoonish proportions. It's still Labubu, and I'm still going to call it Labubu. I don't see myself ever calling it Zamomo. But that's what it is, Gary. It is Zamono. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't agree with it. It's just like Labubu 2.0. That's all it is. I think you're silly because <laughs> they're all different characters. <laughs> no, they're not, it's, but okay. No, so it's else? just like it's an artist is created, get a 
world and they've made different characters in it. No. They're different. But the same. All right, I digress. Let's move on. Let's talk about 2018. Let's talk about some bullet points, some things that made this year. And I think for me, one of the things I'll always remember this year for was this was the year of waffling. This is where waffling became a thing. This is when waffling became a term for getting toys. And it's it's kind of like gambling, but you couldn't say gambling on Facebook. You had to say waffling. And very confusing, but it became very popular. And uh, I don't. I think it's kind of fizzled out a little bit, but it was definitely the year waffling was a thing. What do you think? No, waffling was definitely a thing this year. It kind of came out of nowhere, and it was like this this cool new thing and kind of mysterious and um i obviously got really into it but i think it has the fun has fizzled a little bit um people probably like me where you you can only go so far of putting your money towards something and realizing it's not going anywhere and it's probably better to just go find that thing and buy it so um it's still a thing it's still out there but it's definitely i don't think as hot as it was uh, when it first started but it was definitely fun it was when it was going on i had fun and i actually won one but another thing that happened in 2018 was the, lo- the relocation of the two big conventions here in the States, Five Points and DesignerCon. They both relocated, DesignerCon to Anaheim, Five Points to Brooklyn, and I think that's probably going to be their permanent uh, cities going forward. Yeah, I think there was, you know, just from year one to year two with Five Points, a lot of maturity going on there, a lot of growth. It was... It was a big step for them. We were really happy with that show. Yeah, I kind of hope that it, like, I, I want them to keep on growing, but I also, I really like the intimacy so much. Like, I kind of, I hope that they keep it in, you know, in Brooklyn and a little bit smaller. I'm pretty sure it's pretty much going to stay in Brooklyn. It might eventually outgrow the the venue that they're using, which I hope it doesn't because I love that venue. I love all the windows and all that daylight coming in. It's right against against the river there and everything. I, I love that location, but yeah. um, both conventions needed to move on. I think they're really going to benefit and prosper from the relocation, but of the two, I'm probably liking the move to Brooklyn the most for Five Points Fetches because it went from the kind of hustle and bustle of Manhattan a little bit, they're more touristy area, to Brooklyn, which does feel more intimate and low-key, and I just, I like that feel more. And I'm looking forward to going back in a few months. Can't wait. Yeah, it really felt like uh, Five Points was hitting their stride, so we're looking forward to see what it's going to be like in 2019. Yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of really good people. I mean, it was already really good people, obviously, uh, <laughs> but I think that there's it's going to be even more competitive. I think there's going to be Westerners yeah. coming over. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more Westerners coming over. And I think eventually it's just going to become, we're just going to see the same people, the same booze twice a year, once at DesignerCon, once at Five Points. Agreed. Yep. And another thing that happened in 2018, I know we mentioned this earlier, but Super Plastic, they started this year as well. Yeah. We yeah. can't not mention that. No, we can't. I mean, how do you gloss over the fact that Paul Budness makes his return designer toys and his creative director for the company is Haki? No one would have predicted that, nor would have anybody have thought they would go crowdfunding and really done as well as they did. Yeah, a new company hitting the scene. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, another. I think another thing, too, talking about like stuff hitting the scene, it seems like we've got some artists that haven't been in the scene in a while popping back in. Um, so with Jesse Hernandez, kind of came out of nowhere and has been doing some stuff with Kid Robot again. I know he did those released it through Foot Locker, and now he's got another 8-inch about to come out, so that's been exciting. Um, 
Well, the, are there the other artists that have kind of popped back in as well? Um, I don't know, but just talking about the pop thing with Foot Locker, that was something none of us knew about until Jesse did the, the release with his Five Inch Dunnies there. It seems like there's other stores that have popped up kind of selling designer toys too. We saw FYE is getting into designer toys, like the more mall type stores. Mm, um, I think um, Hot Topic is carrying a whole bunch of... Yeah, Hot Topic's carrying know. a bunch, yep. And even on like more companies I'm not even familiar with, I just saw a release with you're talking about the Jesse Hernandez. I am retro dot uh, com has an exclusive colorway there. Andrew Bell did the Kill Cat, a special colorway with a company called Nerdy Collectibles, and then in the Funko Pop store. So there's more stores becoming involved with designer toys, it seems like. And yeah. also I can't I can't think of any store closures in two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Were there? I don't think so. I think we had a good solid year. Yeah. I mean, even like yeah. uh, Martian Toys is going to be, you know, expanding and getting yep. bigger too. So I think that's a great sign. They are? They're moving to a new location. It's just um, not far from where they were, but. I mean, maybe they're not even. I think they're expanding. Aren't they doubling the size? Or I might just be making this up. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> no, but I know his, his but I know initial they're... store was pretty small, pretty compact. So I wouldn't be surprised if he needed more space, especially for the gallery presence that they seem to want to have. Gary, you might want to edit that out if we just kind of spoiled <laughs> if, no, no. if they were going to drop on... that news. Or... Oh, I was online. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then it's fine. <laughs> oh, well, now I feel like I got to go find that because I didn't know yeah, that Yeah, that's to me. Is it under their Martian toys? It's, it's Mothership. So that's that's the brick and mortar. I think it was going to move a little bit further north into the Fishtown neighborhood in Philly. So that's kind of like a... That's a hip area there, so it, it'll be a good fit for them. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah, I had no idea. Well, back to other artists that have hit the scene that haven't been present in the scene a while, because I feel like that's happening. Other than um, Jesse Hernandez, I know you've been excited to be hearing news from Nofferin again, Gary. Um, yes, they came, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm excited to – I know they've been kind of doing the Kickstarter thing, but I'd like to see more from them. And also um, – Kronk, right? Kronk kind of came back and did some stuff with Kid Robot again. And even Pete Fowler, I mean, super plastic again, but he's an artist that Good call. I don't think I've seen anything from since I've joined the scene. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, he went quiet for a while there. I think the last one I saw from him was with when he was doing designs with Dude Box. That was 2012 ish, I think. So, six years since he's done any mass production toys. So, Congratulations to Super Plastic for bringing uh, one of the all-time great veterans of the toy scene back. Yeah, I mean, I say, can you think of anyone else, Jordan and Chris, that are like artists that we haven't heard from in a while but are starting to come back again? I'm not okay. sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're both staring at each other. <laughs> I mean, I know for me, and I don't know if it's just that, like, like I love um, Gary Baseman's art, and seeing him at DesignerCon was really cool. Like I don't know if he's ever had a booth there before. I might have always missed it, but I know he's been like doing some stuff in the toy scene, um, yeah. but mostly like fine art based lately. So it was just it was really cool to see him at DesignerCon. Yeah, no, that's a good point because it does seem like there's pieces coming out again from him, like that uh, a who or a woo character. I like yes, I like that one, and we saw that one at DesignerCon that was a plush with. Um... Flat body that I really liked. 
Well, he did this like crazy show with Flat Bonnie, and then he also was doing, uh, I don't know if it's vinyl or what, but it's like that werewolfy kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. Retro came out with that. And I think that the Flat Bonnie collaboration, I think that was of Blackie the Cat, which is his cat. Yes, that's the one I like. Do you guys watch his his Instagram videos? (laughs) No, I don't. Oh, they're great. He talks to his cat Blackie, and sometimes Blackie attacks them. I don't even know if I follow him. Let me check it out. I probably, I probably do. I'm sure I do. I just, you know how Instagram is now with all their stupid, it's not acronyms. It's not analogies. What's that called? Algorithms. Algorithms. Yeah. It fucks up my feed now. We hate them so much. I mean, not Instagram. (laughs) The algorithms. It makes it really difficult to be seen. Yeah. I'm following Gary Baseman. I just never seem to see his stuff. Weird. What else? Anything else? Um, what about DC, the DC collectibles and all the collaborations oh. we've been seeing coming out with them? Yep. That was yep. something I didn't see happening. Yeah, they got uh, designer toy artists speaking. Joe Ledbetter and James Gurman are doing designs for DC collectibles, and so that's awesome. And Josh did... had one as well. He had the, the Batman. Oh, that's right. You're right. And yes. then we're, and we're seeing more kid robot dunnies, like artists getting to like almost self-produce their version of the dunny with permission of kid robot. Like, so we saw, you just mentioned Josh Kimberg or American Gross doing his Octo Dunny, Scott Tolson doing the, the shard. We saw a lot of shards and, um, I had one. Yep. Kerwan is doing it. So it's, he's got that one with the, uh, the Boneyard Dunny that just released recently. So yeah. Um, and on top of that, it seems like Kid Robot is also seemingly not doing the pre-orders anymore. It seems like they're doing more surprise drops towards the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing like, like, I, like every time I check my feed on Instagram, it's like, oh, hey guys, we have a drop on like Wednesday. It's- yeah. Like, kind of, like, odd times, odd days, but I think it's working for them because, like, I mean, they seem like they're selling out immediately. It's like they're getting smarter and, and, and kind of feeding into that element of surprise. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, they think they need that. They need that excitement back. So I think it's exciting to see them tease something and be like, hey, we're dropping this thing tomorrow. And you may not even see the full reveal until then. It's kind of creating that hype again. So I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. Seems like they're having more sellouts because of it. I think I saw today or yesterday they were just promoting more uh, clothing as well, T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more into the lifestyle type um, merchandise. Yeah. What else? I mean, Funko did come to Decon. <laughs> that was kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one saw that one coming. So that was a, out of left field. And I think you it know, turned yeah. out great. Everybody yeah. talked about it, was so worried about it, and then I think when it really happened, it was... Uh, it was no, not deal. a big deal at all. Yeah, sort of a non-issue. <laughs> if anything, it maybe benefited in sales more than uh, it would have if they weren't there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw a lot of people walking in our booth with the, the big bags and plenty of sales coming from Funko people. I mean, honestly, like... Like, I'll look sometimes through our hashtags, through the Horrible Adorables hashtag on Instagram, and I see our work so many times just, like, included in, like, a wall of Funkos. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I agree. I, I love seeing, the uh, you know, collectors with uh, a variety of things, whether it's Funko Freddy's or just Funko Pops mixed with designer toys. Like, it's happening. Like, if 
the scene is reinvigorated with new eyeballs from wherever they came from, whether it's Funko Collectors or what have you, I think we're going to look back and say, yeah, it was 2018 when they took notice of Super Plastic Kickstarter or Designer Con or whatever, but this would probably be the year that more new collectors started seeing what we're doing here, and that's great. That's what we need. We need to not only just sustain what we're doing, but also grow it. We need new collectors picking up where others left off. I agree. No, that's a good point, and like you said, we, we've got to grow the scene. It's important, so hopefully it helps. And I think that's Just another like reason all, with all those stores say, I mentioned. It, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Just like <laughs> all those stores that they're, they're adding them into. Same yeah. kind of thing. It's, yeah, get, going a little more mainstream is not a bad thing. I know people resist it, but, you know, it's, it's definitely going to help things sell better. Okay. So 2019, do you guys have any wishes, anything that you would like to see happen next year? We want. <laughs> or we can go the prediction route. What do you think prediction-wise? I want to win the lottery so I can buy more toys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think really what you need is you need to hire a contractor to come into your house and build you like your dream setup for your collection. You know, that's actually a good point. It's, I don't even know if that's a wish or what, but yes, better dis- more and better displays so I can get organized around here. Yeah, you buy a lot of stuff, but if, if you don't have anywhere to put it or properly display it, I know we're always talking about how amazing Sarah Harvey's collection is and all that sort of stuff. Like being able to find the right shelving unit that's not a detail for some, right. you know, like store-bought thing. Like, you know, I, I don't think everyone could afford to hire a contractor to come in and build you exactly what you need, but I don't know, more of that type of stuff. And I think I've seen photos of your house. You're kind of all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> I mean, the janky unboxing has not been touched. <laughs> my head, my desk is still covered with jankies and all the boxes are still sitting on my floor. It's not good. <laughs> and you're probably your kitchen table and your coffee table and your family room. It would be nice to have like one like living area that looked perfect, exactly the way you wish it to be. No, a solid display would definitely be a, a good wish for 2019. And I'm... I don't want like a standard bookshelf. I want it to be, I don't know, just the right thing. So yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I'd hire someone or not, but that, that's a good one. I should definitely work on that in 2019. Chris Jordan. I think we're all for Teresa winning the lottery so she can buy all of our <laughs> stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she do that already though? No. i know i do need some more horrible horrible i cannot talk tonight i have not been able to talk this whole time um predictions how about some predictions for 2000 what do you think we're gonna see more of anything trending that's gonna carry over to next year what do you think to see more of next year i know one i think a big thing this year has been collaboration at least in Asia yep. and kind yep. of on the other side of things. And I think that's going to continue to me. It kind of became a big boom this year of seeing a lot of artist crossovers and all of that. So I see that continuing and growing and I'm excited to see who will cross over next. Cause there's been some really cool stuff. And Jordan and Chris, you missed, we saw a really cool Laboo instinct toy crossover. Yes. That was just really cool. Awesome. And that looked really, really cool. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's on the uh, Vinyl Pulse Instagram page. Right now, it's just like a prototype, so it's not painted it up. But just seeing stuff like that is always exciting, and it's always cool to see how they blend stuff together. I'm always for more of the kind of uh, true collaboration, where it's two styles sort of blended. So it's always just cool to see how those come to life and what people put together. So I'm excited to see more, and I expect to see more. So. As do I. I expect to see more. I think it's it's something the East is doing extremely well. A lot of the Eastern artists seem to want and you know like to work together well. And I also mentioned, I think my wish would be that more Western, Eastern, Western, Clapper, Clapper, Clapper. And that was something that Don actually mentioned that he would like to um, maybe curate for either Taipei or Taiwan festivals next year, getting some Western and Eastern artist collaborations going. That would be so, awesome. If you could pick two people or two characters, there's oh that, boy, what would be a dream collaboration? Uh, Laboo and Hermes. <laughs> but that's just me being selfish. That would be fun. Or... It would be, but I don't know if it would be good or not because they're kind of similar. They have the, the same, you know, almost goofy teeth like, and but I would like to see it happen. I wonder. Yeah, I mean. Go ahead, Judy. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I wonder if, like, the reason we, we don't see that as much over here is that, I don't, do you think that, like, a lot of, like, American artists, like, Western artists, like, we just don't have, like, a specific character? Like, I feel like there's, like, oh, there's, yeah, there's the LaBooBoo, there's Morris, or, you know, and everybody, they have their, their one character, or a couple different ones, and like put out like a million different colorways. And then there's like, you know, it's easier to collaborate, I think, too. And you're like, oh, let's like, you know, let's exactly. grab the seedless and stick them in a car or something like that. And I wonder if there's yeah. just like, I know that's something that we're actually been talking about a lot, too, is like, I think that we need to develop a character for ourselves. That's more of like a, like our trademark character. And yeah, I don't know. If- people have that besides you gary and your whooper looper <laughs> well whooper looper and hermes are two characters that i tend to use a lot in in different toys and customs and you know i've always thought that was kind of important to have at least something recognizable that people know who did it and it just kind of almost like a little bit of branding and i think that's how the eastern artists sort of treat it as well they they like to work in the in focus on certain characters of theirs and they use them a lot and i think that's why the collaborations in the east work so well because they're recognizable characters but um western wise i think some artists tend to just diversify more and just constantly doing new things but we have plenty of western artists that are doing recognizable characters over and over like uh brant peters doing the scales and i think just stranger factory in general tends to do that pretty well with their characters even um amanda louis spade is another one i can think of doing the dust bunnies and yep uh yeah pipsqueak and lisa fur is doing his hono character and flat bonnie does her flatties really well so there's definitely some western artists that are focusing more on certain characters and i think because of that reason we can have some really great collaborations that people would recognize and want uh, but as far as you guys, horrible adorables, I would love for you to develop uh, like a a single, almost mascotty type character for your brand. And I actually, I would love to, you know those cute little adorable pins that you guys do. I think one of those characters would be like an excellent minifigure for Sufubi or or something like that. Yeah, 
Oh, I, I, I actually agree with that. I mean, I, I, I've obviously followed your work, but the illustration style that you all do is really cute. And I think it's a side of you, like you'll slowly explore it with stickers and stuff. But I think seeing more toys done in that style would be really, really cool. Yeah, no, I would absolutely love to see it. And I would suggest as, as many conventions as you guys do and whatnot, I think you should really, if you do it, keep it like a $40 and under toy. I know there's a lot of companies out there that are going much more expensive and much more larger these days, but really having that item that is $40 and under is going to hit more collectors, and especially those gateway collectors. Mm-hmm. It's actually a good point to bring up price because I do feel like things have kind of, increased like things are on the rise and i feel like on average i'm spending like 50 bucks or so per toy like easily yeah you know it's it's kind of the new average right like it is very hard i mean there's blind boxes and stuff still but it's kind of hard to find those lower price point toys i think it's a good point like that's something that could be explored more is trying to find more affordable ways to promote your characters that are still done well but and, you know, not teeny tiny, but they're a little more affordable because we are kind of lacking that a bit. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of that, too, is I think it was the shift as far as the scene goes, shifting away from going with production toys. You know, when you're going yeah. to it's resin yeah. or small production, so Fubi and stuff like that. You know, I think that's why you're seeing the toys that are more more expensive now than than maybe they were before. Um, no, that's a good point. Not everyone's going mass production in China anymore. They're doing a lot smaller runs, and yeah, that's going to make things more expensive. Yeah, so it's like, how can we lower that that barrier to entry? You know, so that yeah. we don't have to do super huge runs, but you can do a reasonable size run and get a toy that's under forty bucks and you know mm-hmm. three to six inches big, something like that. Because I think you're right. I think that does hit a nice sweet spot. Yeah, and I just want to say, since you guys have had so many nice compliments for us, thank you so much, but I think that uh, your dreams will come true in 2019 with a Horrible Adorables toy in our illustrative style. Did we just get an exclusive? We got a scoop? I won't go into it further, but uh, I think... uh, Maybe a five points release. Five points. Maybe. Maybe before. Maybe. Maybe, maybe before. Talk to our other collaborator. But. <laughs> well, all righty then. Wow. <laughs> Exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'm you know, getting back to the price point thing, I, I really do think if anyone who's just starting out in toys, get something that is a lower price point. Get people addicted to that sort of stuff first, and then you'll get start introducing them to your more micro runs and customs and your higher end stuff. Well, yeah, even like I mentioned, the um, the Mr. Self-Indulgence toy, you know. It was like 100 bucks, wasn't it? Right, but what we did was at Designer Con, Marsh, Martian Toys was right across from us, and we wound up buying one of the little Scoopies, one oh, of the little yes. pancake pieces. Yeah, yep. I yep. love that. That was 30 bucks, I think, and yep. they came in a bunch of different colorways. Yeah, and I love that they're like... It, that little companion piece, it makes you feel like, oh, well, I got, I, I can't afford the giant one, but I, I got this cute little. Exactly. Uh. Yeah, I was the same way. I couldn't afford the, as much as I love Mr. Self-Indulgence, it just wasn't in the budget. But I I picked myself up a, a little, what is it, pistachio ice cream one? And I love it. 
Did you get it from Decon? Green tea. No, you got green tea, Gary. Oh, I got green tea, matcha green because tea. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's – I think the, the whole price point thing is a good point because there are people like you, Gary, who have become more frugal. And it's not – I mean, it's just how you are. And so many times I hear price is a barrier for you. So I got to believe you're not the only one. You get to a point where you start – you have so much, so you start becoming a little more critical – and I think if there were more that hit that sweet spot, we might start reeling people back in. I could see sucking you back in a little bit, being like, that's only 30 bucks, Gary, get it. But that's how they get you. But no, you're right. <laughs> Once my kids are out, bulk kids are out of daycare, then yes, I will absolutely start buying more expensive toys again. But yeah, you're right. Right now, anything that seems to be, if it's $40 and under, I usually don't tend to hesitate. If I like it, I'll buy it. But if it's over 40 bucks. I really, really, really have to love it to instantly buy it. Usually I kind of sit and wait, and most of the time I probably don't end up buying it. And I know artists are in that unique position where you could just do a custom or a print and run or whatever to get that little extra bit of income, but then you're essentially just keep working for your collection. I don't want to do that. I've, I've slowed down in my old age. Well, that's... That's a 2018 success for you, Gary. You got another toy produced. We had baby whoopers. Yeah, no. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see another colorway by end of the year, I think, too. I think there might what? I think there might be a release coming up. Oh, nice. Either by end of the year or at the very beginning of next year. I missed Ooh. out on the fall one. Oh. So cute. Oh, thanks. Congrats. Thanks. Uh, speaking of the mini whooper, I think that next year we're going to see a lot more miniseries. I think miniseries are going to continue to be strong and a lot more prominent next year. Tracy already mentioned how much more Pop Mart's getting involved with minifigure series, and a lot of other companies seem to be doing a lot more minifigure series. Uh, Sicky Monster Lab was another one, too. It seems like there's been a lot from Kid Robot as well. We just had the Taras and um, yep. Doc. Um, oh, Doc A's. Doc A's. Doc A's. Yep. Yeah, good call. No, that's a good point. The artist-specific series with their unique sculpts and all that. Yep. I think another thing that, I don't know, like, things and things, like, <laughs> like. Gumballs like and, and, and Well, yeah, like the Zeke dinos with the mini dinos in it. And yeah, then, the, like, toys with puff balls or. Uh, styrofoam balls or stuff. I don't know. It just seems like things inside of things is is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it always has been, but yeah, definitely it seems like as of late, I'm seeing more of that kind of stuff for right. sure. Right. It just seems like there's a lot of people falling in line with that. So I'm not kind of seeing that. I kind of see that continuing, especially the play on like clears and glitters and all that. So, I mean, speaking of that, another thing I'm seeing more of as of late too is transparent with opaque like an opaque top with a, a spray fade down towards a transparent mm -hmm. bottom i've seen that with a bunch of toys in the last several months yeah we were just looking at our um what, what's the name of that one the the guts dunny the one where it's the plush on the inside god oh plush guts i love that plush one guts, yeah yeah just another example of that yeah stuff like that just things and things <laughs> but <laughs> But no, you're right with the gradients too. Like um, Kanatsu just released uh, a Christmas set with that, with that sort of transparent to opaque approach. Okay, so since you mentioned Christmas, this one has a little of everything that we mentioned, a little sprinkling. So it is the Kasing Long Labubu and Spooky Duo Snowman set. So up top, it's a spray fade. 
It's opaque spray down to a transparency and then has different colored balls. What? (laughs) Wait. Oh, you just mean like styrofoam balls. (laughs) What do you think I was talking about? I thought you meant they put a wee-wee on LaBooBoo. No! Different colored <laughs> balls in his stomach. Yeah, but you said... I thought you said they added a wee-wee. I made no mention of a wee-wee. <laughs> I none. Yeah, but you it, it implied the wrong thing all in right. my head. Maybe I said yeah. it wrong. We all thought it. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. So, uh, you think there's going to be more the turduckens of the designer toys then, huh? The things and things. <laughs> the thing and thing and the side of thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was even that Popsicle Mon where they put, like, the those, like, shish kebab things inside the Popsicle. And there's, like, I've seen, ver- like, even the little guy I picked up at Decon from Litterworks, the surprise little, it was, like, a little guy, blind box series with the little beads inside of it. So, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like... You know, we never talked about that series. That, that, so what she's talking about is we swung by the Littersworks booth at DesignerCon. And honestly, that was probably one of the most pleasant surprises of DesignerCon. We didn't know they were going to be there. We swung by the table and were floored and really impressed by everything they had on the table. But the one thing she's talking about was a surprise series, a minifigure series. And I don't even remember seeing a title of it. I went to their Instagram account. I don't see them showing it anywhere on Instagram, so I don't know really much about this series or what it's called. But to describe it, it was a little vinyl, like a glow-in-the-dark vinyl egg that you would crack open with your hands. And then inside was these really cute, probably one-inch tall vinyl characters. And you can shake them. They had like beads inside, and they're really cute. And so I saw several artists walking around with them. They seemed to be like the unexpected hit of the show. Yeah. Well, that sounds so cute. Yeah, yeah, it's on my, it's in my hall. But they, I think a bigger, I mean, there's this character they have called Umasu. I might be saying it wrong, but that's their big character. Yeah, yeah, but they, they definitely. So they're based in Thailand, I think, Gary. But that is a company that seems to have popped up this year, kind of out of nowhere. Like I had not heard of them before this year, and that's what's fun about the scene is seeing that stuff happen. So, I mean, speaking of another company that was been doing minifigures, is who makes the. Uh... The raise up your hand sharks. Oh, Toys R Plus. They've Toys R Plus is doing more. And I yeah. saw that. So I thought that raise up your hands was just like the baby shark. I thought that was kind of what it was. Yeah. But I saw a post on Instagram. The raise up your hands seems like it's going to be a series of things. And they're going to be introducing new characters by other artists also raising up their hands. Yeah, so I saw that too, Gary, and I was the same as you. Like, I thought Raise Up Your Hands was the shark, and then when they said they were going to do more series, it was going to be different poses for the sharks. Yep. But it actually seems like the theme is Raise Up Your Hands, and they're going to do a series with a bunch of different characters with their hands raised. So the next set is their Song Song Meow characters. So yeah, that was a surprise to me too, Gary, but... It's still fun, and so now I'm now I'm wondering like if they're going to be raise up your hand box box, which would be freaking adorable because I love those little polar bears. Yeah. Um, because those are by Toy Zero Plus. They've also done uh, like the cute little boy with the dog. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Sorry, uh, my wife just texted. I got distracted. It, the text says, "Are you done? I'm about to throw Rowan through a window." 
<laughs> he's uh he's our four-year-old he's the youngest he's been having a tough time going to bed this week just being difficult and so i know all too familiar what my wife is going through right now so i feel bad that i'm in here but he's the one the sponsor ads yelling naughty 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 he's just you know threats of santa claus aren't working <laughs> i'll owe her a back scratch later so yeah what were you saying well, I was just saying, I, I just, it, now that we know it's going to be different characters, I'm excited to see other characters Toys R Us Plus has worked with, like Bok Bok, and they have yeah. Jamie and Mimi, uh, Mimi, which is like the boy with the dog, and all sorts of characters. So I think it'll be fun. It's just not what I expected either. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Um, prediction still? I think that enamel pins have had their moment and i see less of that next year but maybe bringing in more lifestyle sort of items penance <laughs> i think i'm the only one that liked penance but i, I paid 45 bucks for a dino kitties one from matt gray's i i love penance i would love to see more of it but i agree i, I like think yeah, I like I like pennants, but as far as pin goes, I think you know pins are still doing well. I think they have a place in our scene and everything, but they're definitely not once you know what they once were. You know, they're not probably nearly as trendy, and something new is going to pop up for sure. It's you know it always does. What will it be? I'm thinking what? socks, but I almost don't want to say it because I want to be the people that make socks <laughs> first. There you go. Um, can you all please make horrible, adorable socks? Because I will buy that. I love pattern socks. I do too. So, so like socks, I'm, I'm actually totally here for it. People should do it because I will totally buy like character pattern socks. But do you sell, do you all sell shirts? Because if you all don't do shirts, you should do shirts. <laughs> we haven't done shirts. We've been discussing, I don't want this to turn into the horrible adorables, you know, hour or anything, but we've been discussing a lot of new products um, and getting into some lifestyle products and trying out skater skirts and um, doing smaller stuff. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're looking more at home good type items and stuff like that. That'd be good. It'd be interesting. Well, and like shirt, the reason I bring up shirts is just, like Dolly Album's a good example where every time I see her at a convention, she's got one of her characters on a shirt, like Tucky or whatever. And I'm like, you should make that so people can buy that. Even if it's on demand print or whatever. So it's not like you're producing a bunch up front, but it's just like, you know, offering that as an option for people and being able to choose shirt color. Mm -hmm. Maybe 2019 will be the year of non-black shirts, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm going to die before that happens. <laughs> I'm all in on the socks though. I'm sure that's yeah. very doable today. I'm sure there's a company. I see that all the time in my feed, you know, get your dog's head on socks and all that sort of stuff. So how about we start it? We'll create a uh, Marsham uh, sock. You want another Marsham flop merchandise? We could do it. I don't think they'll sell well, but we could have socks with like George's head on it saying George sings or my head saying frustrated and dumb things I've said or <laughs> your head saying so cute, something like that. Like, but in all serious, I do think that designer socks could do really, really well. I mean, George wants socks. I want socks. We all want socks as, as adults now. And if you can keep them under $15 price point, I think they could do decent. Oh, that's expensive. I'd say under 10 <laughs> Well, yeah, but that, that would be ideal. But well, Now you're getting into Gary's margins here. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, designer socks to go to Target or even, you know, someone who's mass producing these things on a humongous level, they're still for, you know, something with a decent pattern, 
you're talking eight dollars a pair. So doing well, it in more limited quantities, I imagine we're going to be above ten bucks. I have socks on right now of unicorn squirrels eating pizza, and I got them for three dollars at Target. <laughs> well, we can't compete with the Target three dollars section. <laughs> That's true. Why not? All right, you can be our benefactor, Teresa. <laughs> Stop buying toys for three months and you'll have the funds to start your own toy company. Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't. I don't spend that. Oh, so much that is that another prediction? Teresa's turning toy producer this year? <laughs> yeah. She should. I, man, I, I mean, honestly, that would be really, really cool. But realistically, I know we joke about how much I buy. I really don't buy that much. I really don't have that much <laughs> money on right, the side. Right. I, well, listen, since... We resorted to finally talking about socks on the show, and it's. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's busy and stressed with the holidays, you travel plans, and still need to finish up shopping, or sock shopping. But... Um, so let's not waste people's time. Let's just go ahead and wrap this up. This was fun, Chris Jordan. Thank you very much for joining us, and this is our final episode of season three. We will come back strong in season four. So until then, we want to wish everyone a very merry Christmas and happy new year. And why don't each of you take a brief moment and let the listeners know where they can find you. Sure. Um, We are on Instagram at horrible underscore adorables and online horribleadorables.com. Or you can just look for horrible adorables and you'll find us. (laughs) And we're running all kinds of holiday sales right now. So check it out on Instagram and Etsy and... Oh, yeah, free shipping until December 31st. And discounted (laughs) pieces right off the wall. Nice. Cool. Teresa? Yep. Uh, if you all want to find me, just check me out on Instagram. My username is tmhawk24. Okay. And I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. Thanks again, uh, Chris and Jordan. You, I, I know you, we just called you on a whim and it happened to work out, but thanks for joining. And uh, so th- we, this has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to. But, but because, because we want to. to. <laughs> oh, you did it too. <laughs> So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. Bye. See you next year. Bye. Or wait, not see you. Talk to you next year.